0: Hello, brothers and sisters, Joe Zink uh, coming to you this morning. It is um, oh, a little before 1130 when I'm recording this at Holy Rosary Catholic Parish in New Holstein on Wednesday, June the 10th, uh, already 10 days into June. Again, as always, my friends, I hope that wherever you are and and, uh, whatever you're doing as you listen to this, that you... um, not only feel the presence of, of the spirit of, of our God close by and within you, but uh, just filled with uh, a gratitude for the gift of today uh, and the gift of uh, what it is that you have to do and those around you. Um, so my, my blessing to you on this day. So let us continue our journey through... The um, Gospel of Matthew, particularly the Sermon on the Mount, uh, again, just the, the riches uh, that it's been giving us. So today, we will follow immediately uh, after the readings of yesterday. So just a recap, we started on Monday with the Sermon on the Mount with the Beatitudes, the first 12 verses in chapter 5. Uh, blessed are, happy are those who mourn, which doesn't make any sense, or those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, or those who are peacemakers, um, that, uh, that God sees you and not only sees you, he is present with us and that this is not the end. And that yesterday, you know, you are the salt of the earth. We're called to give flavor. Uh, and, uh, we're the light of the world and we glorify God by living that light. That's, that's the, the number one way we glorify God. Oh, and I have to tell you this, I got a quote yesterday and I meant to put it in my, uh, in my podcast, and I uh, got done with the podcast and immediately saw it, and I'm like, oh, dang. So I'm giving it to you today, kind of anticlimactic and a little late. But the quote is this. I'm on a, an email list that sends a quote every day, and it came in yesterday. I thought, perfect timing. But the quote is, stop shrinking yourself to fit places you've outgrown. Oh, that's so good. Stop shrinking yourself to fit places you've outgrown. That's what we're talking about. Um, The world is not served by you and I shrinking ourselves to be what we used to be or what we think others need us to be. That's not how we glorify God. Let us embrace fully who we are and live that out, even when it is scary to do that, Um, because that's how we, we glorify God in being that. And that's how others have permission to do the same. So, today, we will continue immediately after that. So, we are on chapter 5, verses 17 to 19. Again, pretty quick, three verses, uh, Matthew 5, 17 to 19, uh, in the Sermon on the Mount. Let's hear the word of God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets, will be called greatest in the kingdom of heaven. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. And so, my friends, again, let's just start here at the, at the top. Jesus is speaking to us. We know that. Uh, we're the people whom he saw. Remember, he saw the crowds, and, and they came to him. And he began uh, to teach. And remember, if you do, if you were with us on Monday, I talked about how Matthew. It's important that this sermon takes place on the mounts, because it was Jesus is the new Moses, and Moses came down the mount with the law, with the Ten Commandments. Um, and it's important that Jesus connect. You know, it's it's God is on places of the mountaintop, and uh, and so this is the new teaching of the law, or the fulfillment of the law, well, this is the connecting point. Jesus says, I have not come to abolish the law or the prophets, I have come to fulfill, not abolish them, but to fulfill them. Even the smallest letter, part of it, um, I've come to fulfill it. So let's talk about that. So the law and the prophets. You may remember in the transfiguration of Jesus, that story, when again, he goes up the mountain. Um, and suddenly uh, he appears dazzlingly white, and there Moses and Elijah are with him. And the reason Moses and Elijah are with him is they represent the law and the prophets. Uh, the law was thought to be the, uh, the first five books of Scripture. We call it the Pentateuch, the Torah. Uh, it's also called the law. Uh, And it was thought at that time that Moses wrote those first five books. Now, those are uh, Genesis, Exodus, uh, Numbers, Leviticus, Deuteronomy. Um, That it was thought Moses wrote those. Now, scripture scholars would tell us that's 99.99% not the case. Uh, that Moses did that there were various writers that, that, that wrote those, but that law came directly from Moses. And, and particularly, the heart of the law was the 10 Commandments, which is in Exodus chapter 20, when he brings those down um, to the people. Uh, those 10, uh, of course, we know the first three being dealing with God. Uh, you know, that we shall not have false gods before us. We should not take the Lord's name in vain. We should keep holy the Sabbath. And then, and the other seven deal with how we love one another. Again, Jesus ties that together later when he says the greatest commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, and love your neighbors yourself. He's just doing what the 10 commandments did, is take that love of God and love of others and putting them together. So the heart of those five books was the law, was the 10 commandments. But they were the key because they were the formation of uh, the people, the Jewish people, the Hebrew people. It's how God formed them as a people and made them his own. And that, that whole idea, he, I will be your God, you will be my people, um, that they knew who they were and what their purpose was to live that law. It's what set them apart. So that's what he's talking about here. Jesus is saying, I've not come to abolish the law. Now, hold that, because I'm going to speak out of both sides of my mouth here in just a moment. The other side is the prophets. Um, And that's what Elijah represented on the the, uh, transfiguration. Now, prophets don't think of just people that tell the, the, the future. That would be a poor interpretation of what a prophet is. What a prophet is, is someone who looks and knows the law well... And, and has, well, it doesn't have, I won't say that, that's not true, I was gonna say it has no problem, but probably has a problem, but does it anyway courageously. A prophet is somebody who looks at us and reminds us we're not living the truth. A prophet is someone who is honest and is a truth teller and can say, uh, we have wandered from the law we have wandered from who we are as a people. We no longer are remembering who is our God and who we are and calls us back to that. So Jesus is saying he's not come to abolish what Moses was talking about and their people, their, their uh, identity in these first five books of the, of the scriptures. Uh, he's not coming to uh, abolish the heart which is the Ten Commandments, he's coming here to fulfill it. And he's not coming here to abolish what the prophet said and calling us back to God, always calling us back, back, back. He's coming here to fulfill it. Now, remember, he's the new Moses here. And here's where the problem comes in, and here's where I'm going to speak out of both sides of my mouth. Jesus did not come to abolish the law. But yet he takes on so many of the laws and gives the dickens to the people, that particularly the Pharisees and Sadducees. Because what had happened is the, the Jewish people had taken the heart of the law, those Ten Commandments, and they had created and, and uh, built up a number of laws around them. In fact, there were 613 laws um, you know, framed, the the center of those were the Ten Commandments, but then they took it and made another law and made another law and made another law based on that as to how to live that out. For example, um, and this is getting to the heart of Jesus' teaching. Uh, Well, okay, that's that's a strong statement. I think this is where Jesus is going. How about I say it that way? Um, When on the Sabbath day Jesus heals... And the Pharisees say, you are not honoring the law. Um, and Jesus says, you guys, which one of you, if your if you're mule, horse, donkey, cow, whatever, falls into a pit, wouldn't go in and rescue him? You know, even though that's work on the law. They're saying that that healing work couldn't take place on the law or on the Sabbath because it, uh, it violated the Sabbath rest. And Jesus is saying, but, but you're not seeing it. You're not seeing the larger picture. And I'm doing a poor job today of, of describing this, but the idea is Jesus was not coming to abolish the importance of the Sabbath. Now, it's, oh, it's don't worry about resting on the Sabbath. That's not important. That's not what he's saying at all. He's saying in these other 613 laws that you've surrounded the Ten Commandments with, they've lost their way. They've lost the heart of what the law is, which is rooting ourselves in God, rooting ourselves in fully who God is, which is also a God of health and wholeness and fullness. And so restoring someone's hand on the Sabbath does not violate the law. In fact, it fulfills the law because it brings us back to who God intended us to be in the garden. And rescuing our our animal that falls into a pit is not violating the law, because it brings them back to their identity and their purpose and their community, which is the heart of the law. So what's my point in all this? Jesus is saying, you know, I've come not to abolish the law, but to fulfill it, and not the smallest letter or smallest part will pass away from the law. Uh, And therefore, anyone who breaks the least of these commandments and teaches others to do so will be least in the kingdom. Brothers and sisters, it invites us to the law. And I don't mean just the Ten Commandments, but the heart that Jesus is is calling to. And we're going to see that beginning tomorrow. Because you're going to see him invite us to the heart of those laws. When he says, you have heard it said, thou shalt not kill, but I say to you. I guess here's my meditation for today in all that stuff I've talked about. You know, if all we had to do was obey 10 commandments or even 613 and keep our hearts separate from them, it wouldn't be that difficult. But we'd not be engaged. What our God is inviting us to, and today is the jumping off point, You're going to see it more tomorrow in the rest of the Sermon on the Mount. But today is when he brings us to the deep end of the pool and he's about ready to push us in. It's where he's saying, I want you not only to have the law externally, but it's got to be internal. That's how we fulfill the law, when we know its heart. And brothers and sisters, that's what you and I have to wrestle with every day. That's how good and faith-filled people can wrestle with certain commandments and teachings of Christ and come to completely different conclusions because what they're trying to do is understand the heart of where our God is inviting us. That is the work of you and I as faith-filled Christians, is not just to look at the letter of those Ten Commandments or those 613 and live our lives externally without our heart involved. Our job is to look at the heart and say, God, what are you inviting us to? How does this bring us to you, to our identity as a people, as a people of God, and our identity as people who are yours? Because that's always the heart that brings us to God and brings us to one another. Those laws fulfill the law, and we cannot ever tell someone we don't need to worry about that part, because anything that doesn't bring us closer to God or one another, that's what needs to be abolished. Let's pray. We continue, my friends, through uh, the glorious mystery, so let's take a moment of silence. If there is something or someone for which you would like to pray, let's take a moment uh, to call that intention to mind. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. The third glorious mystery, uh, the descent of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Well, my friends, thank you for taking time to, to come with today on this journey uh, through Scripture. Blessings to all of you on your day, and I hope we uh, are able to come back together again tomorrow. God bless.